Hi, this is Jerry Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theater Company in Raleigh, North Carolina. I'd like to welcome all of you to the Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series, Into the Fire, a podcast series about all things theatrical and occasionally some other stuff. Today we have something very theatrical to talk about, and that is um, the career and uh, work of Robin Harris, uh, who for 25 years uh, served uh, North Carolina State University as the dance director there and uh, is now working at Burning Coal on our upcoming production of Written on the Heart by David Edgar. Uh, Robin, welcome. Thank you. Did I get any of that right? Well, um, I was at NC State for 30 years. Ah, okay. That's one thing. Everything else is true. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, Gosh, I remember your 25th celebration. That was five years ago. Wow. Uh, and you've recently uh, uh, retired from uh, from NC State, is that right? That's true. I uh, retired effective July 1st. That must feel good after uh, all those years? It feels, it feels good, yes. I mean, I, I was very happy with my job at NC State. It was a wonderful place to develop as an artist, a choreographer, a teacher, and an administrator. Um, but 30 years is 30 years, and um, it was just time to move on to other things. And uh, tell us a little bit about your early life, Robin. How did you get into dance? Is that something you wanted to do from childhood, or how did you get well, into that field? I grew up in Logan, West Virginia, so I didn't really have a lot of exposure to dance as art, but I did take dance classes in the basement of the Aracoma Hotel uh, from a teacher who uh, rode the bus in uh, for three or four days a week to teach classes. She rode the bus in from Charleston, West Virginia and stayed in the hotel and taught classes in the basement of the hotel. So that was my training until I went to college. Um, and I actually, uh, I went to Ohio State for undergraduate school and uh, I was required to take three PE classes. I took ice skating, gymnastics and modern dance. And that was my first, my freshman year. And Ohio State has an amazing dance program. I got exposed to modern dance and got hooked. Um, I was a French major, but I knew I really wanted to dance, so I sped up my um, uh, French uh, degree. I, gra I graduated in three years, then continued to dance at Ohio State, then went back to Ohio State to get my um, graduate degree, a master's degree in dance. Very good. Um, and uh, along the way, uh, you have uh, become uh, more interested in theater, or is that something that was uh, that was there from the beginning as well? Um, I, as a choreographer, my work has a theatrical um, slant to it anyway. I considered my work to be what I call poetic documentary. It was based in uh, real events in history, either personal history um, or history that's common to all of us. Um, and I created movement vocabulary that had to do with those sources, had to do with those um, events, situations, and um, develop it into this whole work. Um, so I think I, I sort of worked from theatrical um, perspective before actually working in real theater. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that happened in 2009 when you called me and asked me to choreograph hair. And I think I said, I think I'm the most unlikely person in the world to do this because I really uh, just wasn't into musical theater. And, uh, but I slept on it and I, I think I called you back the next day and said, I'll, I'll try it. Yeah. And it was a wonderful experience. I really loved um, being a part of something bigger um, and contributing as a collaborator and understanding how to be, how to be a collaborator. Um, so my interest in theater really started here at Burning Cole um, with hair and then I went on to do and run with you and Brigadoon and uh, civil rights through song as a I think that was a uh, what do you call that non sort of a second stage yeah yeah. yeah that's right yeah and I feel like I did something else well I can't remember what that is right now yeah but, so, uh, so I'm just curious, when you were at NC State, the, the dance uh, program was not a degree program, is that correct? That is true. When, when I was there, it was not a degree program. And how does that, uh, how does that color uh, the way you work as an artist, or does it really have an impact on that? Well, um, for me, what I, what I believed and experienced was that those dancers who were math majors, you know, science majors, uh, textiles majors, I mean, they really uh, ran the gamut, mm -hmm. and uh, they had such interesting lives, they had so much information about their respective uh, mediums, and um, I found, and they were very smart, and I just found them to be such wonderful um, uh, contributors to the art form, and, you know, I think that's, at Burning Co, I see that too. I see people who are coming and they have lives, they have other jobs, they have children, and they sort of bring their life experiences into the work here. And I think I, that's what I experienced at NC State with the non-dance degree students. Mm -hmm. When when, uh, when we uh, talk with young actors here, we often say that, uh, that you, uh, in order to build a fire, you need fuel for it, and for an artist, fuel is life. You know, is is having as many different experiences and no, you know, simply knowing as much about what's happening in the world, uh, traveling, uh, you know, visiting other places, seeing other people, that that is the fuel that will that will um, lead to a, a richer. Um, uh, you know, artistic expression from your part, and and so I, I completely agree with that. It's not something I anticipated when I started Burning Coal years ago, but uh, but it became pretty evident pretty fast that that was the case. Um, sometimes you work with theater artists who who spend their entire lives in a dark room, you know, rehearsing one play after another, and they don't really have any anything to contribute to the conversation. Um, and uh, I don't think that's the optimal uh, method. Um, so I'm curious. You've done. You've also done some some theater work uh, elsewhere, right? Since uh, since that first production of Hair, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? You've done some stuff at NC State. Yeah, I um, worked on um, uh, Rent. John McAuley was the director of that. So mm -hmm. another. I mean, you know. So iconic, you know, that was interesting to work in, in that play. And then I worked with um, Rachel Clem in Duck Hunter Shoots Angel. Ah. And I think our Rachel's and my collaboration was more similar to your and my, uh, my uh, collaboration in that it was a play that 
didn't, you know, it wasn't a musical, didn't, didn't have dancing in it, um, in the script, really, and then we found ways to, to make it move that were interesting. Yeah. When, when you, um, uh, work with a director, what do you, what's your process? How do you, how do you approach that? Um, well, I think the, the director helps me approach it in this, you know, I have to figure out what the director wants and um, have to listen and um, observe. And I think, you know, in the work that we have done, what has been very helpful is that you ha have given me some goals that you have and requested that I find ways to meet those goals. So then I have to go into the, into the script and into the play and figure out how and where I can make those things happen. But um, then it's fluid, you know, as we go through the process, um, you know, things change, things get taken out, things get added to, and, um, you know, I just need to watch and observe. Um, and uh, be sensitive to um, what the director needs. One of the one of the uh, problems, I guess, or, or uh, challenges uh, of, of movement in the theater is that the human body is uh, fragile. Is relatively speaking uh, fragile. Um, I, I always think of uh, there's a I don't know if you know this play from the 1970s called. Night Mother, you know that, that play at all? I don't. It's a very grim sort of play about a, a, a mother and her grown daughter, and the daughter is, tells her one day, by the way, I'm going to kill myself. Um, and the mother spends the play trying to talk her out of it and, and fails. And, mm -hmm. and at the end, the daughter goes into the bedroom, and the mother is supposed to throw herself at the door, you know, the bedroom, you know, like an animal trying to get out of a cage, you know, trying to get in through that door. And the problem with the play, the, the sort of built-in uh, uh, catch-22 is that you have to have a 50-plus-year-old a woman who can physically throw her body like a projectile at a door mm -hmm. over and over again. Mm -hmm. If you don't do that, you don't really do the play. And, and so I imagine that you, you find those sorts of challenges in your work sometimes. Is, is, that, a, is that true? Or uh, how do you deal with the, the fragility of the human uh, body? And, and, and when you're working, I guess, with non-degree uh, a non-degree program, you're working with some dancers who have less uh, training maybe than if you were at a program where the, the dancers spent their entire lives uh, uh, in the dance studio. Well, I mean, I, even though the dancers at NC State were not dance majors, they are are being trained while they are at NC State, and mm -hmm. certainly they're, for any given piece, which requires a specific physicality, there is work that is done so that the dancers are able to achieve um, the technique that is that is needed to do whatever they're doing, such as throwing themselves against the door. Right. That is what yeah. is needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a fascinating thing. I I, I just find that uh, I had that experience a lot as a director. I like um, things that jar and crash and thunder and stomp and. And then we get into the rehearsal room, and I realize, oh, that that actor has bad knees. Uh, that that actor has a bad back. Uh, you know, uh, that actor is not 
going to be able to do that. And then I have to figure out ways around that that accomplish the same thing. And I found that sometimes that turns out better results, you know, when you have to improvise uh, uh, using the limitations of, of a, an artist. Uh, um, what do you want to do with the next 30 years, Robin? Uh, that's, uh, you know, you, you strike me as a very young woman still uh, right at the prime of her artistic life. What do you want to do with the next 30 years? Hmm, that's a big question. Um, well, you know, just on a personal level, I'm in a place where I want to be able to go visit my children and I have a new grandchild. And so that, you know, that's part of... Um, that's part of what is positive about being retired is being available to people and um, things that I, you know, having a full-time job for 30 years was not available to. But I, you know, I am a choreographer. I am an artist. It is what, you know, it's sort of how I organize my life and my relationship to the world. So I want to take projects um, that interest me and um, fit into my schedule. Good. And your husband, Jack, is a, uh, is a choreographer as well. Yes, my husband is Jack Arnold, and he is a dancer and choreographer as well, and he is very uh, helpful to me in my work. Um, he knows a lot about music. He's a great source for music selection for my work, and I run most of my choreographic ideas um, I run by him and say, what do you think? And he gives me his opinion, and that's very helpful. If you made a list of the, the young uh, companies coming up, uh, dance companies in the triangle, it would be hard to find somebody on that list that didn't uh, have you as an influence. Uh, can you talk a little bit about some of the, the people that are coming up behind you that, uh, that you've worked with and trained? Hmm. Um, well... Carol Kyle Finley, who is the director of um, the dance program at Meredith College, was one of my first students at NC State, and she was in a lot of my work. She took my choreography class. She went on to Ohio State to get her master's degree. She had an undergraduate degree in design from NC State, and um, she was wonderful in my work. She really understood it conceptually, spatially, emotionally. Um, so we're, I think we're very connected artistically. Um, and yet, you know, she's gone on and kind of done her own thing and has her own vision. And, but still, we're very connected. And she's also just a very dear friend. And um, Megan Marvel um, is, a, is a dancer of mine at NC State. Um, taught her since she was 14, and she became an assistant director at NC State. We just have a long artistic history and friendship. And um, she, she, she is uh, not acting primarily as a choreographer. She is a choreographer. She teaches at Raleigh School of Ballet. She's a lovely, lovely artist. Um, and, um, you know, there's, I mean, 30 years, there's a lot of people out, of, out there that, <laughs> that I've had a connection to, but. Um, did any of them surprise you? Like when they first walked in the door, you thought this is never going to work? And, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Probably don't want to. Yeah, and, and honestly, I don't even really I don't have a name in my mind right now, but that has definitely happened. But, you know, I think, 
you know, sometimes when we're selecting students, I mean, when you're casting or when you're selecting students for, you know, the company, it's, you know, this is where you go, oh my gosh, they're, you know, they have this amazing technique and they're already there, but there's, you know, you see something, you see some spark, you see they have an affinity for um, the, the movement or, or, or your vision. And um, so, you know, you give them time and an opportunity and a lot can can emerge. I think with, with a lot of young people, particularly from more rural areas like you and I both uh, uh, grew up in, that, that uh, part of it is simply uh, seeing another working artist, uh, you know, somebody who uh, understanding that it's possible to spend your life in the arts mm -hmm. uh, uh, since you don't have that role. A role model is a is sort of a callous phrase, but but it really is that to some degree, and, uh, and I imagine you've you've uh, you've influenced hundreds, if not thousands, of of people in, in a very positive way. Let's talk very briefly about written on the heart, since that's what we're both engaged in right now. Um, uh, what what uh, drew you to the project, other than my pestering you about it? Um, well, I didn't know anything about the play until you um, talked to me about it and asked me if I would like to choreograph um, it. And, um, you know, I think, like, you know, I have to go back to what I said earlier that you pointed out um, things that you would like to, to um, sort of highlight in the work. And so, that's how I went into it, you know, so I, I sort of read it knowing what you were requesting and then I found um, problems to solve. So I think that's what interests me in the play and in the project and in the process is solving the problems. Yeah, yeah, we're having a, a really interesting rehearsal so far. We're about almost a week into the rehearsals and we're dividing the rehearsal time between uh, the the language of um, 1610 uh, England and um, the the vocabulary of the 21st century uh, pop music um, and we're asking uh, you to s s straddle those two <laughs> worlds with the movement I think in a, in a way um, so that's I'm sure that's a, that's a challenge um, for you. Um, it's not a, it, I guess, I don't know Duck Hunter. Uh, is, that's a straight play, or is that it a, is, it is, yeah. Yes. So this is not the first time you've worked on a play that, that was not necessarily intended to have movement as, as a part of it. That's right, Enron. Yeah. Enron and Duck Hunter and this. Um, yes. Well, Enron was, was often uh, referred to as a musical when it, when it first came out because it had a lot of, uh, very presentational style uh, movement and, and uh, uh, I mean I guess you could say dance in it and, and music as well although it's not scripted it was it was in that first production um, but in this play uh, you know the first production of it which I saw uh, at, at the Royal Shakespeare Company was really very still and quiet and, and language heavy um, and uh, and one of the things that you're helping us to do which I think is it is really going to help us to have a, create our own uh, version of the play is, uh, is that you're trying to, working very hard with the actors to find, um, find a vocabulary that communicates 
um, both the, the world of, uh, you know, the 1600s uh, and the, the, the people who have been influenced by the choices that were made at that time in history. Uh, it, it was a profound a hinge moment in history. And I think, uh, Robin, uh, it's been great talking with you, and I, and I appreciate you doing this, and I appreciate your, your work with us uh, throughout the years. It's been a huge asset for Burning Cool, so thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.